This is the Touchy Subjects Podcast. My name is Erin Billings, and I am your host. In this episode, I have a conversation with Hope Pedraza, a registered holistic dietitian that is also a human design guide and Reiki practitioner. And we have a conversation about taking God out of the box. This is a powerful conversation, and I think you're really going to enjoy it. Welcome back to the Touchy Subjects podcast. Today, I have an amazing guest for you to hear from. Her name is Hope Pedraza. Hope, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, who you are, what you do? Yeah, thanks. So excited, Erin. Okay, so I am a functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner. I am a certified holistic nutritionist, and I'm also a Reiki practitioner, human design guide. I have a brick and mortar Pilates and fitness studio, and I also have my own podcast called Hopeful and Wholesome. So I just like to dabble in all the things. Well, you know, you're very good at dabbling in all of the things. (laughs) So I love that. So just a little bit of backstory for all of you listening. I met Hope online through my business, and I had her on my other podcast, the Holiday Survival Podcast. And we got to chatting about deconstruction after that podcast uh, (laughs) recording session. And I was like, oh my God, I have to have you on Touchy Subjects. Because it's just so funny whenever we meet people that we would never know that are in the deconstruction space. And it's like, oh my God, like, it's, it's like an instant connection. Yes. I don't, I don't know what it is. Every time I meet somebody and it's like, oh yeah, I've deconstructed. It's like, okay, I feel you. I see. You're my people. <laughs> yes. We're, we're all in this together. I loved having her on the Holiday Survival Podcast. You can check out that episode. It was a very good one. But today, so we hear a lot of people say, I'm not religious, I'm spiritual. And that's something that pisses a lot of religious people off. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I think it kind of pisses off spiritual people too, because from my understanding and from what I hear from people that I talk to, it's like, can you just pick a side? Right, right. And so, you know, I I don't get mad whenever I hear it because I get it. Mm -hmm. I don't consider myself to be religious anymore. I have a relationship, a vertical relationship. And so, you know, the spirituality side of things actually helped that vertical relationship. Hope, I know that you've deconstructed. So can you share a little bit about your story? Because as a human design guide, as somebody who is a Reiki practitioner, you know, you really get it because Mm -hmm. you actually use these tools on a daily basis. Yeah, yeah. And I, you know, I see both sides of it. Yeah, I... I grew up some from the South and I grew up Southern Baptist and very conservative household, very conservative town, very conservative state, like they're just all around, very conservative. Mm-hmm. And if you know anything about Southern Baptist, then you know, it's like, it's up there. So yeah, I think when I hit my like maybe late twenties and then really into my thirties, when I started like realizing things, like recognizing that I had my own opinions about things that I'd been just kind of hiding under the surface. Like, wait a minute, I don't really think I agree with that. Or like, wait a minute, I don't really think like, that doesn't sit well with me. And a friend of mine and I, one of my best friends, we had this conversation. She's, you know, we've gone through all this together and we had the conversation like, 
at some point in our late 20s, we're like, you know what? We can have our own opinions about things. Like, I think that was yep. the, the revelation for me where it's like, I, I never... I never thought about that. Like, I never thought about like, oh, I can actually have my own opinions about things and I can disagree with people and I can share similar beliefs with people, but then disagree like with some things, but disagree with others, you know, that whole thing. So I think that's kind of what started me down the path, realizing that there's a lot of things about the church and religion that just didn't sit. And it hadn't sat well with me for a long time, but I just kind of, I didn't think I could agree. It's like, right, it's just like you don't question God, right? Like you don't mm-hmm. question things and you don't ask questions and you just blind faith, which I can respect the blind faith thing, but I think at some point, the only the only way to grow is to question things. Right. And and so I think I realized that and like, okay, like it, it it's gonna stifle my own personal growth if I'm just blindly following without like understanding and questioning and and, and growing that part of me, right? And so- I think that's kind of what started my, you know, quote, spiritual journey. And I think that was when I realized, the, like, just like what you're saying, you have people who talk like, you you know, I'm spiritual, I'm not religious or whatever. And yeah, I used to, you know, laugh at people say that too, like roll my eyes at people that say that too, but but I get it. And and mm-hmm. I see, I see both sides of it now too, coming from the very religious space that I was in and then coming out into like out of the spiritual closet, as they say, like, and, and kind of <laughs> putting those, those, those parts of me together where it's like, I can still honor my relationship with God and hold on to my Christian faith. But I can also have this spiritual side of me where I'm learning things about myself and my true power and like go through. And I think the enlightenment thing, like I was thinking about this just the other day. I think like when people talk about, you know, I'm enlightened or I'm going through this enlightenment or whatever, you know, back in the day, it was scoffed at because, you know, it was threatening the powers that be. But like, we don't live in a society like that anymore. Like, why are we worried about threatening the societies at, you know, that I just, or the, the, the powers that be? Like, I think when we think about enlightenment, it's like we're learning more about ourselves. And I think within that, I, I think it it broadens the box that we've put God in. And I know me and you talked about mm-hmm. that a little bit. It's like, I just feel like we put God in this little box and then that's, that's it. Like that's, and that's in, in religion. And, and that's my experience. It's not everybody's experience, but I feel like we put it, put God in this box and then we just leave it there. We, we never question it. We never, and then for me, when I went through kind of like, you know, spiritual awakening out spiritual closet journey, I've realized like how much bigger God is than we made him be in religion. I just feel mm-hmm. like religion stifles that. So that was a very long answer to your question. It just went off on a tangent, but. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, You made a point in there that I wrote down because it was so good about blind faith versus blindly following. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's where I think we can draw the line yes. because even in spirituality, we have to have faith. Like in right. all areas of our life, we have to have faith. Totally. Otherwise, we're never going to get anything done. We're never going to reach our goals. We're never going to have the relationships and Mm -hmm. all of that stuff. At some point in your life, you are going to have faith. Yep. But blindly following is where I think we get ourselves in trouble. Because if you would have asked me 10 years ago, I would have said, I don't get into theological conversations. You can ask the guys that I toured with. 
Anytime they would start having a theological debate, it would be like exit stage left. I don't want to have this conversation. <laughs> I really don't care. Mm-hmm. And that's, and I, there's still elements of me that's like, oh, I don't care what you believe because I'm going to believe what I want to believe. And, totally. you know, I respect that you have your own beliefs. So I'm not going to sit here and argue mm-hmm. with you. Mm-hmm. However, I think that whole thing about blindly following is where Christians get themselves into trouble. Yes. Yes, for sure. And that's where, Sometimes I think the spiritual enlightening can help. It pulls out the conditioning because blindly Mm -hmm. following is following our conditioning Yep, and allowing ourselves to be conditioned. I met with my therapist yesterday and she was like, you are conditioned so well. (laughs) And I just wanted to be like middle fingers up. (laughs) But but she's right. Like I have been conditioned and I don't think it's all bad. It's just, it just is. It's conditioning. Yeah. And that's where in the church, we've got to allow more for blind faith rather than the conditioning side right. of things. Right, yeah. No, I totally agree with that. And I think, you know, I agree too with, with my like diving into spirituality and all that. That is, that's really what helped me strengthen my relationship. Like you're talking about the vertical relationship. To me, that's what helped it grow stronger. And it was recognizing those pieces that were conditioned. And, and I still, you know, like you, I mean, you were just saying you had to chat with your therapist about it yesterday. Like I, there's still pieces that come up where I'm like, where is this coming from? Like, why do I, why am I still thinking that? Like, why am I, like, there's still pieces that come up and, and I still find myself thinking I have to do something this certain way or have to think about something this certain way. But I'm like, wait a minute. No, I don't have to do that. And, and it is, it's so, and, and especially for me, I mean, I was, you know, from the cradle, like, you know, you talk mm-hmm. about cradle Catholics. I was the cradle Southern Baptist. I don't know if that's a term, but that's what I was. So I mean, you cut your teeth on the church pew. It, it is. Exactly I, it. I understand. So the conditioning is deep. I mean, it is deep and it's, and my, my, my parents were like, so I mean, it is this like, you know, multi-generational stuff here we're talking about. Right. right. No. And that's even on the spiritual side of things. I recently had a conversation with one of my mentors. And we were talking about my money stories because I've been really working on money mindset and, you know, really just trying to handle business in a much better mindset, mind frame. And so we were talking about how the church conditions us to have certain beliefs around money. For sure. Whereas in the more spiritual side of things, we just believe that we're abundant. It's mm-hmm. not because we tithe. You know, I just released mm-hmm. an episode about this. Actually, tithing is an Old Testament tradition, not a New Testament tradition. Mm-hmm. And I don't hear pastors talking about that whenever they talk about mm-hmm. that. That was blown away yep. whenever Jesus came. But hey, I digress. But having that agency to change the generational and ancestral stories. Yeah. And, and that's something you hear more on the spiritual side of things. But I was literally told there, like, that is an ancestral story that you are encountering as a block. Right. And this kind of stuff, I mean, we talk about generational trauma in the church, but we don't talk about this. And this is the stuff that actually, like, changes lives. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I think it goes hand in hand with the whole sacrifice thing. My husband and I have this conversation all the time where at some point we were taught that in order to you know, I guess gain favor with God. It was all about sacrifice. We had to mm-hmm. sacrifice. And it's like, so basically like, okay, we're just supposed to leave life of suffering and sacrifice so that 
we earn God's love. Like that makes no sense to me. Like makes no sense. Right. So yeah, we live the life. So we're supposed to live like a life of a pauper. You know, we're not supposed to make a lot of money and we're sacrificing. You know, I, that I think the money, because I agree with you, I have a lot of money stuff that I've been working through the past couple of years myself. And same where it's like, there's all these things ingrained about, and that's for me, that's what comes up a lot is the sacrifice and you have to give it all up and you have to, like, that makes no sense at all. Like, it just makes no sense. And then, yes, if you look at the more spiritual side, it's it's abundance and it's, we're all one and we're all connected and we're all, you know, like at part of the whole and you don't have to suffer to get like, I don't know. I just, the whole like suffering has to be required to, to get to the net. I just, I don't know why we bought into that, but we did. <laughs> I don't know, but I don't subscribe to that anymore. Totally. Yes. And that's, if I, if I can get anything out there to my Christian friends listening, is we don't have to sacrifice. You know, Jesus did that. Exactly. What's the point? That's my husband and I was like, what was the point of that then? What was the point right. of that? If we're supposed to all just suffer and sacrifice, what was the point? No, like God literally wants us to be abundant. Exactly. He wants us to have the desires of our heart. And that's where I struggle personally. That's the generational trauma that I'm trying to end. I'm drawing the line on the sand. Yep. Yep. And I've done several things in the past couple of years that it's like, no more. I, I have made that decision of this trauma ends with me. Mm-hmm. And we can do that in the spiritual realm, whether you're Christian, whether you're not. I don't think the Christian side of things, I don't think they realize that. Because like you said, God is so much bigger than the box mm-hmm. that we put him in mm-hmm. in Christianity. Mm-hmm. I think that's where the tools that you use, like Reiki and human design, I would love for us to talk a little bit more about that because Mm -hmm. when I talk about Reiki or human design to my friends that are Christian, they're like, is that of the devil? Like, isn't that, is is that witchcraft? And I'm like, no, literally Reiki is all about the laying on of hands. Oh, I I understand laying hands. (laughs) (laughs) Literally what Jesus did. Yeah, like, so So, can you explain to everyone what is Reiki? How does that help yeah. people? All that? Yeah, yeah, um, and I'm with you. I get that a lot too. And I have seen, oh my gosh, I see posts all the time about this, about, you know, is Reiki like black magic? Is it summoning in demons or the devil or whatever? And it just blows, like Reiki is literally, it's light. It's light energy. And what is God? God is light, right? It's not dark, it's light. God is light, it's light energy. So it's healing energy for that you're summoning in from the divine source, from God. And yes, it's literally the laying of hands. It's like you're saying, like, I mean, people have done this for generations. They maybe they didn't call it Reiki, but thousands, you know, how many thousands of years ago? I mean, Reiki has been around for thousands of years. Before that, who knows, it was called something else, but it's it's all about somebody. It's the same thing as when you're in church and you're putting your hands on someone to pray, right? Like it's the mm-hmm. same thing. You putting your energy, that energy, that healing energy towards someone else, it's the same thing. And so someone using Reiki is, it's that's exactly as you're using light energy, light source energy to bring healing to a certain area. So yeah, with we talk about the chakras and, the energy systems in Reiki. Um, But that's also not like voodoo or witchcraft either because there's a lot of science that goes along with the energy centers in the body or or the the chakras, you know, whatever, however you want to call it and how that's connected to the physical body and our physical health. And I think too, you know, 
people, and I saw this woman, this is a long time ago, but I saw her post something on, it was just like how her son went to do Reiki and then he like summoned in all these demons and then he had to get, I'm like, okay, then he didn't, then that's not what he did. Then that Reiki is not what happened. Like, that's not, that's not how it works. I think people are afraid of things they don't understand. And I think that's the biggest piece. And and like, I think I told you, I've had women, I've had multiple actually women come into my studio because we have yoga at my studio that ask first, like I've had people ask, is yoga a religion? No. And then I've had people too talk about like, is yoga is like satanic or saying namaste is satanic. And it's like, why are we talking about things we really don't understand? So I think, again, people fear things they don't understand and they scoff at things they don't understand. And when we're looking at things like, Reiki and human design and even astrology. People think, I think astrology is, you know, the devil's work, whatever. You know, people in the Bible study the stars and they study the constellations and they study the energy around the stars. And you can go look around the world. There's tons of archaeological sites where that's what people are doing, where we're building things according to where the stars were and they were studying astrology. Astro- like, so this is not anything new or satanic or whatever. I think people just, you know, at some point, Again, I think they were afraid of things they didn't understand. They didn't really understand why these things existed, why people were studying things like this. And going back to your original question about Reiki, I think Reiki has some, and there's actually, there's people, there's, um, it used to be a woman here in my town who did holy yoga, that's what it was called. And it was like (laughs) yoga and she would like read scripture verses and it was kind of like a Bible study thing along with it. And she also did Reiki. So I also think that's the intention behind it too. It's the intention. And I think that's what, so often we overlook that like it's the intention behind like it's the energy behind it that you're putting forward you know like if right. we're putting forward dark energy and dark magic like yeah that's what's going to happen but Reiki and that's Reiki was not established if you look at the history of Reiki and how it was created and discovered in you know East Asia it was literally for healing it was the light it was calling down light source energy for healing energy and I don't think anybody, Christian or non-Christian, can deny that there's power in calling energy in from light source, whether you call it God or universe or whatever you want to call it. It's universal energy is powerful. And I think we can all, we all know of stories of people who have been healed by the power of prayer, right? How is that any different than Reiki energy? We don't see prayers going out. It's, it's invisible energy, but it's still the energy, right? That's what's, I think people are just kind of, they forget about that. Like you think about prayer and it's to me, I don't know, it's all the same to me. I agree. I think some of the more beautiful experiences I've had with God were done through Reiki. Mm. I've healed a lot of different things in Reiki. Mm. I've had a lot of chronic health issues and we noticed some energy blockages around certain energy centers. And so by clearing that energy, it allowed for healing in that particular region of my body or organ. I've talked about it multiple times about having anger pulled out Mm. of my body energetically. I believe it. Like I literally had a lymph node. You can ask anybody in my family. I had a lymph node that was two inches wide on my neck for over six months. And then once we found out that it was anger stored in my body, Mm. I just had a practitioner pull the anger out and it's gone. Crazy. So so that's where, you know, this stuff works. And like you said, it's the intention of the practitioner. Now, you know, if you see a practitioner that 
looks kind of witchy or something like that, then okay, that might not be your thing. Like, I'm not going to sit here and judge somebody for it, but it's right. just not, it, it's not what I do. I tend to go to the practitioners that are Christ consciousness filled, to mm-hmm. use that term, because a lot of people that don't go to church anymore or they've deconstructed, they still believe in Jesus. Right. They're cool with Jesus. That's right. that's more of, I mean, that's that's where I land. I have a great relationship with God and with Jesus, but yeah. I just don't subscribe to the institution of right. the church. Right. But that doesn't inhibit me from having relationships. Totally. With people in the church. I still want to be a part of the church. I still want to help the church heal so that we can have harm reduction. Mm-hmm. That's important. And so like all of these tools can actually be used to help. If, you, if somebody is out there listening and you are struggling with church hurt or religious trauma or spiritual abuse, these are tools that you can actually use to help heal that. Yep. Exactly. Because that's I, that's exactly what I did. The anger yeah. that was stored in my body was anger directed at the church. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And it, that, so, so that's why I tell people like these tools are, it's not magic, it's God. Exactly. Exactly. And I think that's, you know, it goes back to, you know, that small box that we put God in and realizing that this is what God does. We put him in this little box. This is what he does. And then that's it. And not realizing that what I believe is that if if we are all one, if we're all one, we're all part of the whole and we all came from source, from God, then we all, God has, we have a piece of God within all of us. Mm-hmm. So why wouldn't God give us access to that light source energy or whatever you want to call it, God energy to help each other? Like, why wouldn't that be what God would want? That we're here to help each other. I mean, what's the point of us being on earth anyway, if it's not to help each other? Like, what's the point? Right. So right. I, I just think that we we have this small religion. We have this small-minded view of God. And I just think it's it's just so much bigger than that. And I think that's just what spirituality has taught me, understanding human design and just how the intricacies that in in the detail that God put into designing all of us and designing the universe and every piece of it. Like it's, I just, I just think we just really don't understand how grand God is and the power that God has. And, and I think by poo-pooing this kind of stuff is just putting him back into that little box where it's mm-hmm. like, no. And I think that's the thing that scares people saying like, and, and I tell people this all the time, we have more power than we think we do. We have more power than we think we do. And maybe that scares people. Maybe that scares religious institutions or religious leaders or whatever. But I believe that's true because again, mm-hmm. if we are one, we all came from God. Why would, why would we all not have this, that piece of God within us? And why wouldn't we be more powerful than we think we are? I just. Well, I mean, Christ is in us. If you totally. are a Christian or if you believe in Jesus and it, he is in us, he is a part of us. And we are giving our power away if we do not harness the power Absolutely. of Christ right. in us. Right. And so that's and that's something that I've had to really learn or unlearn in a lot of ways is that Jesus is in me. Mm-hmm. His the love. Power of yeah, Jesus is in you. Like yeah. that's why I can lay hands on somebody. Mm-hmm. If something's gonna happen. That's mm-hmm. why I can pray 
you know, through Christ consciousness and having that ability to heal. These practitioners are using God energy, God source, light source to do this. I want to talk about human design for a second because you brought that up and you're right. It really, like I never thought about it until you just said it, but it really does show you how big God is just because the innate detail mm-hmm. that goes into each and every one of us. So tell us about human design because I've had somebody talk about it on here before, but I, it's always good for a refresher mm-hmm. in case there's no folks out there listening. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So in simplest terms, human design is your energetic blueprint. It's the energetic blueprint of your soul. And where we lose people is when we start to talk about where it comes from, because you mix these ancient teachings from things like astrology, the Kabbalah Tree of Life, the I Ching, and you put it together with some more modern day science, the chakra system, put it together with things like neuroscience, quantum mechanics, quantum physics, and you put it together into this chart, right? And so to me, because this is, and this is how I grew up too, I remember, you know, hearing my mom and people in the church talk about how, you know, astrology is satanic when I was growing up. But so when you start talking about astrology and the Kabbalah tree of life and the I Ching, people kind of lose people, you know, that are more religious or whatever. But as I was saying before, if we look back at history and you can, there's tons of documentaries on this. You can go, I'm not making this stuff up. You can go look at how many ancient peoples studied astrology, people in the Bible, the wise men, how did they find Jesus? The stars. So right. we go back and look in the, there are so many references in the Bible. I mean, just in the Bible alone, not to mention other religious texts and historical texts of these of people in biblical times, studying the star, studying the constellations, all that stuff. With, with human design, and this is the part where I, I find rather than me thinking like, oh, this is woo and weird. This is me like God is that intelligent and we're looking at human design, the where your human design is determined. And this is if you study the I Ching, you see it's basically everything in the cosmos, there's energy. And this is actually science. There's science that proves this. Everything in the cosmos has energy. The stars, planets, there's energy that comes off of all these things. And so your human design, when you were when you were made, like in the womb, and when you were born, these two things come together and it's where things lined up in the cosmos that affected your DNA, that gives you your human design, affects your personality, how you interact with the world around you, energy, make decisions, all of those things. And so it's all about energy. It's about the neutrinos, getting super sciency, but it's about the neutrinos, which are these really tiny subatomic particles, where those were in space when you were born, they can pass through you, pass through your DNA, and that's what affect, affects you at, at a cellular level. And so again, there is science behind this stuff. And we can say it's all weird and new and stuff, but there's science behind it. And I think the other thing too, people want to separate science and religion, but I'm like, why can't we, why can't we put those together? Like, why can't I agree? You know what I mean? Like, I don't know why we have to keep those separate. And so anyway, with human You know why I think it is? Is because sometimes science doesn't back up what the church is narrative. That's exactly it. Exactly it. And so it scares people because we're mm-hmm. like, oh, wait, but no, no, that's not what we're telling people is, yeah, no, for sure. A hundred percent. And and I think it's the same thing with spirituality. And that's what the other piece that gets me to with the spirituality thing is people think it's, you know, people in in religion find it weird or off or whatever. But it's like, okay, but yet you know, we talk about saints and angels, like those are all part of the spiritual realm. Like 
<laughs> there's so much crossover that we want to separate. Like, no, this is all the same thing. Like, I don't know. I just, that part gets me. We could try to separate things. But anyway, with it's human boxes. Design, we we got to get is. everybody in their yes. box. Exactly. Exactly. Let's everybody step out of the box. Let's just say that. Can we all just step out of the box? Yes. And when we look at things like human design to me, and that's, that's what it was for me. When I discovered human design, this was literally me, my revelation in this was me taking God out of a box. That's what it was. And like, holy cow, the detail and the just intelligence that went into creating every single person. And if you look at your chart and there are so many rabbit holes you can go down with human design. Like, I mean, you can study it for decades and never get to the bottom of it. And like, God orchestrated all of that. Like, how does that not just like amaze you that that this is how the unique detail he put into every single human on the planet was all of this? It's fascinating to me because I know we've talked about this before, but like human design, like we were talking about the energy centers, they all coincide with a organ or a certain part of your body. Mm -hmm. And you can actually use the guidance of your human design to help in a health situation. Can you, because you are a holistic dietitian, uh, so I'm sure that you have clients that you've helped. Can you share a little bit about that so that yeah. people know, like, this is not just woo-woo mm -hmm. spirituality. No, this actually mm -hmm. works in a functional diagnostic way. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, just like what you were saying, you were talking about you had this stored anger in your body and you had things that were, you know, blocking energy flow in your body. This is so the the chakra system is part of human design. And with the chakra system, all of the chakras are energy centers. If you don't like the word chakra, you can say energy center. All of them are correlated with a certain gland, right? So it, it correlates with your endocrine system. We know that the endocrine system is responsible for the flow of hormones throughout the body. That's where the balance in the body comes from. It's the flow of hormones, these little chemical messengers that are sending signals to tell your body what to do. And so when we have blockages in the body, this is what's affected. And so when we're looking at a link between the energetic body and the physical body, this is it. it it's your energy centers, your chakras. It's the, the link between the energetic and the physical body, your endocrine system. And so when I'm working with clients, putting together their, their human design. And then we do some energy healing type stuff, but it's looking at where is, just like what you found out within your body, where is the stored stagnant energy in the body? Like, where is that? Where is there not a free flow of energy flowing through the body? And that's what causes physical things to show up on the body, right? I am a firm believer that every physical thing that's happening on the body has a root cause. There's some energetic or emotional root cause. Energy and emotions are the same thing to me. There's some energetic or emotional root cause that's causing something physical on the body where we've, we've experienced something. It's caused an emotion. It's evoked an emotion. We store emotions as chemicals in the body. That's science. It's not woo, it's science. We store emotions as chemicals in the body. Those get stored and stuck there if we don't work through it and let those emote, right? Energy and emotions. Emotions are energy and motion and let those flow through the body. And like for you, it ended up in your lymphatic system, right? You've got these mm -hmm. lymph nodes that are swollen or whatever. So when we are not allowing ourselves to feel we're shoving things down, we don't allow ourselves to fully express things. This is what's get, what gets stored in the body. And then eventually it 
expresses itself physically on the body. And so this is where things like, you know, Reiki and human design and all of these things come into play when we can put the pieces together with the, what's going on in the physical, what's going on in the energetic body. I love that explanation. <laughs> I love having these conversations because it's just every time, every time I talk to you or my other human design friends, it's just like mind blowing information because it, I've I've seen it, I've witnessed yeah. it. Like I, I had a Reiki uh, session. This was three, four, five months ago, and I've I've had some issues with my spleen being enlarged, and she gets to my solar plexus, which mm -hmm. is associated with the spleen. And her hand was on fire. Mm -hmm. She was like, this is bad. <laughs> you, you need to, you wouldn't even need, and she's a, she's a nurse. So she was like, yeah, you need to go in and have this looked at. And so it's just crazy to me that, that this is not woo woo. This is science, but it's also God. This is yeah. all divine. Totally. Like, he is giving these people gifts to yes. be able to help us in our life. We should right. not be demonizing these things. Right. We should be supporting and yep. using the tools that God created for us Absolutely. to be able to heal. Absolutely. And that's where this whole idea of taking God out of the box that we've put him in in the church, that's the name of the game here is like, mm -hmm. we've got to stop thinking of God as this small thing. Right. Or even right. Jesus as a small yeah. thing. Yeah, for sure. Well, and I think I'm all about like spiritual gifts. And I know, you know, we learn about it that in the church, I think my husband and I had a conversation about this. I think, you know, I learned about it in the church and I, but I think it was like, but only these it's you know, they're spiritual gifts because they talk about it in the Bible. Right. But it's only these, like, we're going to limit it to like this list that we're comfortable with. And I think, again, putting putting everything in a box, I think like, because that's the way I see it. And I'm a firm believer in mediums, people who can speak to people on the other side and, mm -hmm. and intuitives and Reiki, like all of these things, these are all different variations of spiritual gifts. And I see it as a selfish, if we're not using that to serve the collective, why would God have given you that gift if you're not meant to use it? Right. And then like you said, why are we demonizing it? Just because you don't have the same spiritual gift or it's not, in the box that you think includes spiritual gifts. Like, I just, I just think that that's absurd because I think, again, in how uniquely we're all created, we all have different gifts. Like we're all a part of the puzzle piece, right? We all have different gifts to share. And I just see all of these as different variations of spiritual gifts that come from God. They were divinely, mm -hmm. and you were divinely appointed to have that gift and to use that gift while you were here on planet Earth right now. Absolutely. And what is funny to me, because, you know, the Pentecostal pipeline from Pentecostal church to spirituality, I'm finding that there's a lot of us, uh, you know, that it's it's easy for us to embrace the spirituality because we grew up in a church where speaking in tongues is normal. And we have to That's explain true. that to our friends whenever we invite <laughs> them to church. <laughs> but I have funny stories about that. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I think it was funny for me whenever I was like, you know what? I'm starting to witness this new side of things. I'm starting to see things differently. And then I started seeing the parallels. Mm -hmm. There's so much parallel. It's like same crap, different label. Totally. In 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 the church. And then, you know, because we we say something is prophetic, 
Well, on the spiritual side, it's clairvoyant. <laughs> we talk about hearing the voice of God or the Holy Spirit. That's clairaudience. Audience, yep. Mm-hmm. You know, all of these gifts, just because it doesn't fit into the box that you feel like it should, it doesn't yep. take anything away from that gift. Right. And like you said, <laughs> the first time I ever met a medium, my grandfather started coming through and my grandfather was a pastor. Oh, and wow. so he's quoting scripture to me from beyond the grave. And <laughs> I'm like, awesome. I'm like, what the hell is going on here? <laughs> but you know what? It like the things that came through that session actually allowed me to heal my relationship with the mm-hmm. church. I was able to cut those cords mm-hmm. of attachment with the mm-hmm. church yep. so that I could heal. Totally. And totally. the 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 guidance, the wisdom that came through my grandfather through this woman. Like, it was beautiful. It was special. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my grandfather passed when I was four years old. And so for me as an adult, gleaning that wisdom from him and even the whole, the biblical side of things, you know, it's it's funny whenever I'm talking to a quote unquote psychic and my pastor of a grandfather comes through. Like, comes through. <laughs> how weird is that? That's but, so funny. But, you know, I, I've worked with a medical medium because of a lot of the chronic health issues that I've sure. had. Same thing. It's it's amazing to me the level of spiritual gifts that a lot of people have. Mm-hmm. And people just chalk it up to demons and Satan. And I'm like, right. This, right. That, that, this, this is not the same thing. Yeah. Of course, there's dark stuff. Sure, sure. There always is. Where there's light, there's dark. Mm-hmm. But, it's, the other. but it's the discernment to use the spiritual gift that the church mm-hmm. talks about a lot. The intuition mm-hmm. of, you know what? I think this is a good person to work with or maybe not. Mm-hmm. And so for, so for you, how do you know, how do you gauge when there is somebody that is a good person to work with for mm-hmm. spiritual matters? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think it goes back to what you're saying. You're talking about intuition. And this is something like I talk to my clients a lot about. Just and and then when I'm talking to them, it's about more in terms of like listening to their body and you know, listening to their intuition that way. But I think this is the other piece too that I think religion has over spiritualized, like talking about intuition. Because again, this is the part of us where, you know, maybe religious leaders are afraid of us listening because it's gonna take away from what they're saying or whatever, listening to our intuition. But to me, this is how I see it. I see your intuition as the voice of God. That, that to me, that's what intuition is. It's the voice of God within me mm-hmm. that's telling me which way to go, what to do, all of that. And I think, and all of us have that within us. And I think for me, going through my own spiritual journey, that was a big piece was me tuning back into that and tuning out the conditioning part that we were talking about and tuning right. into that intuition that's within me, which to me is the voice of God within me. That's how I, that's, how I believe it. And so I think to answer your question, I think that's what it comes to. I think it's tuning into that, into your intuition. And it's, it's when, when you, I know this sounds weird, but when you strengthen your relationship with yourself, then you can tune into that, that intuitive voice a little bit more, right? When we, when we learn more about ourselves, when we 
work through the deconditioning that needs to happen, the, that intuitive voice becomes louder and more distinguishable. Like we can tell that voice right. over like the other voice, like the, the, the angel and the demon on your shoulder, right? We can, we can determine which one is which. And I think that's what it comes down to. I think we all have, we all have intuition. And really, I believe we all have access to intuitive gifts. You know, I'm using air quotes, intuitive gifts, because mm-hmm. we all have access to our intuition. It's just at what level we have it. And, and do we... um we harness that power that we have. And so I think even in just determining, you know, who is right or wrong or good or bad, whatever to work with, it really comes down to your intuition and that feeling you get. You And everybody knows that, that gut feeling you get when you're making a decision, whatever, that's your intuition. And the more we can tune into that piece, the stronger it becomes. And I think that's really all it is, is just listening to your intuition and determining if this is the right person for you. That's a great explanation. Something I want to share with everybody listening. Something that I learned in my deconstruction is that my trauma with the church, it took away my ability to trust myself. Mm. When the crap hits the fan, when you have spiritual leaders that are taking advantage of you or guilting you, manipulating you, all of the things that can happen in a toxic church environment, Mm -hmm. we tend to, especially if you've ever experienced narcissistic abuse, we tend to turn down our own voice and listen externally. 100%. And what I've learned is that nine, nine times out of 10, my intuition is dead right. We have to listen to the inner guidance. We cannot turn that voice off because like you said, that is the voice of God in a, lo- a lot of times. It's the voice of the Holy Spirit. And that's, you know, sometimes it's screaming, red flag, red flag, red flag, warning. Mm-hmm. But our trauma can make us turn that voice down. Yeah. And so that's where tools like human design, tools like Reiki, working with a practitioner of whatever it is, whether it's, you know, I've, I've used NLP for hypnotherapy. Mm-hmm. I've used RRT for hypnotherapy. A lot of people use EMDR for trauma healing. There's somatic practices that we mm-hmm. can do to get the trauma out of our body. Yeah. You know, there's so many different things that we can do that it might sound woo-woo and crazy, but as you do them, the more that you do them, the more that you heal, the more you're going to be able to trust yourself the more you're going to be able to listen to that inner voice and that inner guidance. And that is what is going to help you heal, but move forward beyond the healing. Yes, And that's that's what we're looking for here. A lot of people in the deconstruction community, God love them, they are angry. Mm -hmm. They are hurting. And they stay stuck in that anger. Well, guess what? I am living proof that if you do not fix the anger, it will take a toll on your body. And so we have to start addressing these things. Working with somebody like Hope is a really good way to start that. So how can our listeners connect with you if they would like to hear about your services? Yeah, so you can find me on Instagram. I'm at the Hope Pedraza. My podcast, as I mentioned, Hopeful and Wholesome can find my website. It's hopefulandwholesome.com. It's usually hopeful and wholesome across the board. And you can sh- shoot me a message on Instagram. I mean, I use, 
I use a lot of tools. Like we talked about Reiki human design. I also do NLP hypnosis. So I do all the subconscious pieces to help kind of uncover things. And I wanted to say something because you said you were talking about intuition. This popped to my head. This this is just like a random factoid for you. <laughs> but when you're looking at your human design, so your splenic center in your human design is your center for intuition. And there are specific parts. So there's gates that come off. And you look at your chart, if you get your human design chart, there's little gates that come up. And there's certain gates that connect with your vagus nerve, which connects your gut to your brain. And there's a lot of science around that affecting your intuition. And so just when you're talking about that, and it's also that the, the shadow side of the splenic center is fear. And so that's typically what blocks us from our intuition, fear. And a lot of times anger is just misdirected fear. Like that's how it expresses itself. And so I just feel like that's all related. And so when we have that, that anger and that fear, that's literally blocking you from that connection to your intuition. And so I, I just, just to reiterate everything you were saying, I agree with all of that. And I think the anger and the fear is, I think it's all typically one and the same. Mm-hmm. And it, it really does block us from our connection to intuition and the connect our connection to like, yeah, the voice of the Holy Spirit, voice of God that's speaking to us. And there's so much that can be cleared that can just really heal you on so many levels. Right. It's, it's just amazing to me when we stop putting God in a box and we let God do what God does, we see how big. Mm-hmm that it can be. And we can see how great life can be. We can mm-hmm. see that forward motion in the next steps of our journey. Because, you know, something that I'm kind of working through myself is we're never going to be fully healed. We're always going to be working on something. Journey. There's always a new lesson to learn. Yeah. You, you, you get over one hump and then the next one is going to bring a new lesson. And so if we can embrace the idea of taking God out of this box that we put him in and harnessing our intuition, harnessing the discernment that God gave us and using the tools that we've been given, it's amazing how much growth and healing and change and transformation can happen. And it can happen fast. Absolutely. Well, Hope, I always love talking to you and we could go on and on and on. So everybody out there listening, I hope you enjoyed this as much as we did. <laughs> and <laughs> Thank we'll you, catch Aaron. you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Touchy Subjects podcast. If you would like more information about what we do and who we are and how you can get involved, check out our website, www.letstalktouchysubjects.com. You can also find us on Instagram at Let's Talk Touchy Subjects. Thanks again for listening and we'll catch you in the next episode.